1: Go to your happy place For a happy price Go to your happy price price line. So, hello, uh, Slovak It's like, uh, what did you think of the song? And I was like, the song is great The song is really good But it shouldn't be Fight like a brave guy It should just be Fight like a brave and then oh, you yeah. fi- you figure out that it's Guy. Hi. hey, What up, what up? What up, what up? Welcome to Hollywood Handbook, an insider's mm-hmm. guide to kicking butt and dropping names mm-hmm. and the red carpet lined back hallways of uh, this industry we call showbiz. We want to get something out of the way. Uh, We've been staying away from it a little bit. Yes. Like, um, but, it, you, you know, we just want to weigh in and just like get it over with because uh, people have sort of been asking us. Sean and I are big sports heads.
0: Yeah.
1: Everyone knows that about us. Uh, and sometimes that can uh, get us in trouble. When when somebody is doing a sport that we like, in this town especially, we'll go to them and say, like, we're big fans of the sports that you do and you own a basketball team that we'll we love. will give them
0: encouragement. Yeah. Yes.
1: And uh, Donald Sterling was someone who we had had those kind of interactions with as mutual fans.
0: We had a lot in common mm-hmm. with
1: him. Mm-hmm. uh And so, yes, we
0: had interactions as fans, and we sort of sat pretty close to where he sits, Mm -hmm. and we also uh, keep our planes in the same plane house, Mm -hmm. and um, he had come over to my dad's house before and hung out in my basement apartment, and I had gone to his
1: place before, so... um, And people say, like, like, oh, you guys were... Best friends, and oh, it's insane. Please,
0: you know how many best friends I have yes. if he's my best friend? And best... Thirteen. This is
1: an important clarification. Best man is not the same thing as best friends. No, I, he was best man only at me and Steffi's because my brother died. And that's for... You have just his it, organizational ability. He's good at scheduling and planning trips. He's good at planning, yeah, bachelor party type
0: events, and also, my brother dying was an accident, and I'm sick of getting the emails about that, where it's like, you know, the two of us were in Hawaii together. Mm-hmm. Um, he had been sleeping with my girlfriend, and then he fell off a cliff. Mm-hmm. And we were on a hike together, and I wish that didn't happen. Mm-hmm. I mean, I just told you he would have been the best man if not. So, um, didn't you hear? Didn't you hear me say? You just that? said it.
1: That's irrefutable it proof. Was t- Twenty seconds ago.
0: Yeah. So, if you were actually listening, you'd know that that was an accident. What happened, and and I wish he wasn't such a
1: klutz. And let's get this out of the like. We want to say unequivocally. We do not think that the things he said were good at all. Donald Sterling, not my brother. Yes. Donald Sterling, we thought, said some stuff that was absolutely not at all good. Ugly. Yes. Ugly ugly words. I hated what he said. Yes. But, But at the same time. What happens? You think about the slippery slope. When things that people say in their home in privacy that are, that they don't know that there's a tape on, like, Mm. where's the line? So he said those things that were absolutely bad for sure. Awful things, awful. Hated hearing them and hated knowing that they were said. He said those things to his friend in privacy. Where's the line between that and maybe some conversation where he's talking to his other friends and they're doing. A, their impressions of what black people sound like when they're mad like say theoretically that or the owner of a Korean nail salon sure
0: you know just so something just to, uh, you know there he's going you know why you do know want long nail um uh, that's why you know I have boyfriend because you know I have long nail, You know,
1: something like that. Well, and would that be bad? That seems like, in that conversation, the friends would just be doing it as a joke and they just thought it was like everyone was just having fun. And we're assuming that it's based on something real. It really is how you know,
0: that Neil Solano owner was talking when he saw them. Yes. Is it now so a that's, crime? A, that's illegal. Can you have your you know?
1: property seized from you under the Constitution for describing things that are real that happened? Is that is that something we can do now? I don't know. These are just questions. And
0: to educate you guys, it's hard to think about because we're talking about a basketball team, but let's say it's not a basketball team. Let's say it's just... A hamburger sandwich. Yes. So it's a hamburger Great style example. sandwich. Yes. That he owns. Hmm. So or that I own. I'm owning this hamburger style sandwich, and I can't wait to eat it mm-hmm. dur- during my lunchtime. And at the same time, I get a call from my black Mexican lover, who I I have requested. I have requested that he or she record. Some of my thoughts, because I've been getting pretty forgetful lately. Mm-hmm. And in the course of that conversation, we have an exchange where I say something that a lot of people don't agree with. Maybe it's that— Who can swim? Maybe who
1: can't swim?
0: It doesn't matter. Or even just that Shakespeare didn't write his own plays. Sure. Because I think it was that Earl— I think it was the Earl of Oxford, the seventeenth Earl of Oxford, who wrote most of his plays. Yes, and
1: that's well, or maybe Queen, El- talk maybe Queen Elizabeth. It doesn't matter. Too sexist to admit the, that. What the Well, if you are. see
0: anonymous, you'd know. And so, I'm saying that, and then you don't agree with it. Now, can you come and
1: take my hamburger sandwich and eat it in front of me? And is that you just think about what the founding fathers intended? when they drew up those great documents. And now, were they thinking that sometimes you can say certain words that you can uh, have your sandwich just resold? To somebody else without you signing off on it. Oh, and people are going to act like it's like
0: some favor they're doing me because they're going to pay me twice what I paid for my hamburger sandwich. Mm -hmm. Well, that's not the point. I bought it because I want to
1: eat it. Or even a hundred times as much. It doesn't matter what
0: the number is. The money's not important in that case because- You're hungry. I'm hungry and I love- People need food. I love a hamburger sandwich. So- in that way, it seems very unfair. And at what point then do we transfer into, and Hayes, you brought this up, mm-hmm. thought crime? Yes. And can I not think that maybe someone, mm-hmm. uh, you know, wasn't swimming good? Or um, can I not think that maybe somebody uh,
1: didn't write something they other people think they wrote? Mm-hmm. Is it – if you read Animal Farm and you look at how they did to the pigs – Mm. And how the pigs went against society with disruptive ideas. And so they said the pigs couldn't be the boss anymore. Mm. If you just read a book every once in a while And you would see that's actually what is today And whoever is the one who says
0: that That you can't be a boss Then they become the new boss And they become just as bad as pigs Because mm-hmm. the pigs became like the people And I imagine that the horse or whatever Was going to become like the pig Except I guess he got killed Put to the glue factory mm-hmm. So That was a very
1: scary part Yes and I skip it when they I read it chopped him all up He didn't do anything wrong Black And And is he sort of like, I don't want to say he's the same as Donald Sterling, but mm -hmm. is the book a certain kind of story where it represents real? And to clear up some of the Donald Sterling stuff that we've been getting hammered on, having someone be the godfather of your children. It's not the same. Doesn't mean that that's your best friend. That's an organizational issue too, scheduling just being good with Excel. Like, that's why you have someone be the godfather. Or well, and the, it's just their name, you know, is just easy to spell or whatever a lot of times. Mm-hmm. And so you just put it on the form and yes. whatever. He's accessible. He and always if, answers the phone. And that's what, the, that's the kind of thing that you need.
0: And if you look in the mirror at some point, listener, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you are going to be. Getting older, and you are going to want to have your black Mexican lover recording mm-hmm. some of the things that you say, because unfortunately, we all do start to lose a step.
1: Mm-hmm. And now, apparently, that's against the rules, and that's not something you can do anymore. And think
0: about things that you've said before about maybe not liking mm-hmm. a particularly popular song, and then all of a sudden, that song, everyone does like it. Yeah, yeah.
1: And then the internet outrage machine is unleashed on you. Imagine they put that out there. Just for you being yourself. And, well, I don't know. Maybe you, Read the Constitution and see. Maybe, maybe you somebody walked, should everyone. Maybe
0: you walked home. out of Grand Budapest Hotel mm-hmm. and you said, Oh, yuck. I didn't like Ray Fiennes in that.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, everyone did like him. So And, if you, so all, and we should be clear, that is absolutely just an example. I thought he was so good, so winning, a such a winning personality. A
0: revelation, so charming. Yes. And, and I will say again, too, this is an example of a horrible thing. You could say like some of the disgusting things yes. Donald said. Yes, such horrible things. Vicious and nasty and we hate it. Mm-hmm. But if you said something you know, maybe not equally bad, but in the same tier, like Mm -hmm. um, criticizing Ray Fiennes and someone played that, then I could just come and take your hamburger sandwich.
1: Yes. And he's not as much of our friend anymore. And like us us having this conversation is this is as honest as we have been with him. And we said, Donald, that, that you said it was what you said. Forget it. No, nope, no, thanks. And I know you said it in private, but if you said it in front of me, mm-hmm. you
0: would have been getting a punch in the nose. No dice. No yes. dice,
1: Donald. And uh,
0: no, it's not allowed. And you'd be out on your butt. And you're mm-hmm. lucky you didn't say it in front of me because you wouldn't have been invited to this pool party. And and so that's the kind of stand that we've taken.
1: We have a great guest today. Speaking of the legends, Dave Thomas is here from. SCTV and uh, and from Bob and Doug and Grace under fire. Grace under fire. And, and, um, and, uh, th- th- uh, he's involved in coneheads in some capacity. probably the movie, The, the Experts, and mm-hmm. um, he, uh, he's been on was bones in arrested and, development in recent years. Yeah. That's right. He was Mr. F in Arrested development. He's going to talk about all those things and more stories from his Hollywood days coming right up on this show. Hollywood Handbook
2: Hollywood Handbook
0: So The lights flick on mm-hmm. She jumps out of the cake like Surprise uh, yeah. And I go The only surprise Melissa Etheridge Is that you think you're welcome in my home And I roll the cake down the stairs And you hear it falling all the way down mm. And she died
1: Happy birthday I think, by the way Oh forget it Hey, hey, what up? What up? Welcome to Hollywood Handbook, an insider's guide to kicking Button, dropping names in the red carpet Lineback, hallways of this industry we call showbiz. Uh, we have a, a really, really great guest today. It's, a, it's an honor to have him. Sean and I have been doing this for a long time, TV, movies, comedy, drama, all, 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 all these things, uh, and sometimes we like to bring someone in who's been doing it as long as we have, that can we can sort of share stories uh, from back in the day. Uh Dave Thomas is here from, How are
2: you guys? It's great to be
1: here. Oh, it's it's <laughs> so to nice to still happening. be alive. Yes, yeah, is good? I'll say lucky. All the
2: stuff we've been through. Mhm. Mhm. And lucky. for some
1: people I feel like it's not good for them to be alive because maybe yeah. they haven't done some of the things that we've done. Well, what they can they look back to on? Be alive. They don't deserve to be alive. That's and a yes, great that's way to think about it. Very well put. Yeah. Yes. They haven't earned it. It's true. Yeah. It's true. Uh what what are you up to these days?
2: I'm uh, in semi retirement.
1: hmm And but meaning
2: I, I'm doing our television.
1: That's right. Yeah. That's what it is, isn't it? You. It is.
2: It is. It's very, very nice. It's it's like a it's like a paid vacation. Mm-hmm. It's old Hollywood, man. Mm-hmm. It's the last of the of those our studio three million and f dinosaur shows. Mm-hmm. And then they're gone. And I want to get my share of that loot before they're gone. And how much of your
0: motivation is just grabbing the cash before you take off out the door?
2: Um, 98,
1: 99%. Mm-hmm. And, and that 2%. That 2%. That's is, the art.
2: That's altruism and art. It's
1: why each I started. One, each 1%, 1% for altruism, it, yeah, 1%, 1% for, for art. Yeah, 1%
2: for altruism, 1% for art. And it was a bigger percentage earlier mm-hmm. in, when I started out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But you got to let it go. Because it's not about altruism and it's not about art. And what a great lesson that ultimately you do have to let it go.
0: And the sooner the better. Yeah. Um, that no one's in this for really anything other than you can make a fuck ton of hot cash. hmm And um, something about just having a big, sweet pile of dosif stacked up in your bank account and being able to buy stuff, but also being able to buy people.
2: Yes. And girls. And girls. Who wouldn't look at you if you weren't rich or on TV or in the movies. Let's, mm-hmm. let's be honest. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We know the deal.
1: Dave, we know you uh, from sort of the old uh, the, uh, the Canadian comedy scene when we were up there sort of doing it with um, you and uh, Gordie Howe. Yeah. Uh, who I still say the funniest, the most naturally talented comedian I've ever encountered, and there's never been anyone like him. And he chose to go a different route a little Mm -hmm.
2: bit. He did some hockey, which was, I don't know. I thought it was crazy.
0: Yeah, uh, and uh, and I wish he hadn't only because, for selfish reasons.
1: Yes. Because I would have loved to be cracking up. We missed out. We missed out on a great talent. And he is alive, but it is sort of like he's dead just because he isn't
2: doing industry stuff. He was the only guy who could do Gary Cooper back then. Mm-hmm. No one else could do an impression of Gary Cooper, but Gordy, he fucking nailed it, man. He yes. was, like, like just cat it. He, like, inhabited him. Yeah, and his
0: face changed. Yeah. Oh, he yeah. would do those scenes from The Fountainhead, you know? Yes. And his face would change, and you'd go, like, where'd Gordy go? Mm-hmm. And how'd Gary
1: get in here? That's right. And it, 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 when he would say, like, it's high noon, Podner. And you just laugh. You laugh and laugh and laugh. Do you still talk to Gordy?
2: Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He does a lot of celebrity golf fundraisers and things like this now. And uh, mm-hmm.
0: and you show up to heckle him? I do.
2: I do. And to remind him that he made a big mistake. And he can write a book about hockey if he wants, but his real book should have been about this business. Mm-hmm. It's so
0: funny that he does a celebrity golf tournament when really we're the real celebrities. And he's just a a fucking athlete, Mm -hmm.
2: which is so easy. We should do a celebrity celebrity tournament Mm, where we don't actually raise money for anyone and we don't actually do anything except sit around and talk about ourselves because I can't think of anything more interesting. Yes,
1: but not for for free.
2: No, well, people would pay for that, of course, but I don't want to give this to a bunch of bald cancer kids. I think we should just keep it. Mm Mm-hmm. Divide it, three ways or four ways. I don't know. How does that work?
0: Oh, and and Dave's looking at engineer Sam right now, and this is one of his classic humorous bits where he'll treat someone in the room like they are of substance when we all kind of know that. He used uh, to play
2: in the old days. He <laughs> no, used no, no, to no play. Still it's still it's still, no it's, still
1: it's ageless. It's still
2: good. I do it at the Friars Club. You know the waiters. And those guys, they would look at me like, What what? You know me? I'd go, Barney, <laughs> I know you. I love you. You you're part of this. Come on. Yeah, yeah and their name's not Barney and <laughs> No, I didn't know what their name was. I just yeah. made it up. Yes. This is not important. It's better, yeah. It's better to not know it for that joke. Mm-hmm. That's gone now, of course. My last visit there, the Friars Club. The bathroom smelled like a geriatric hospital. It was mm-hmm. disgusting. Mm-hmm. It's a good thing they shut it down. Speak on that bathroom. Mm. More on it? Mm-hmm. Speak on that, yeah. You go in there. I was having lunch with John Biner. You remember him? Oh, yeah. John Byner, the comedian. John Boehner. yeah. Yeah, John Boehner. yeah. <laughs> Did a little comedy. Then he went into politics. His goal, again upset the government. The funniest guy.
0: I mean, so I can't funny. believe he chose to go a different way yes. because he could have been one
2: of the greats. Mm-hmm. Yeah. His old evangelist bit. Oh gosh. Yeah. And then and then he, he started taking himself seriously. I don't know. So I am I'm in there with Boehner. And, or as he was doing back then. Beiner. Beiner, Before he yeah. got rid of but, the, the
1: Jewish stuff, yeah. Yeah, exactly.
2: And and we're we're having lunch and he's very bitter. He's talking about how the business has changed and everything else. And I go, Yeah, you know, all this has got my urine flowing. I gotta go take take a leak. So I go mm-hmm. to the bathroom, I almost threw up. It was like okay. There is a, a consistency and odor of older people's poop yeah. that's different mm-hmm. than the healthy, vigorous poop of young people yes mm-hmm. and the people in the Friars Club were old and geriatric and it was disgusting
1: mm-hmm.
2: I had to get out of there because that that is death the two things you don't want in this business one you don't want to hang around with failures two, you don't want to smell old poop and yep. they're very closely related
1: those two scoop droop. Get your, get your notebooks out. Your that's notebooks that's out. great advice for being successful in Hollywood. Don't smell poop.
0: There's medical information in there. There's, mm-hmm. there's Hollywood advice. Mm-hmm. And so then you had them shut the
2: club down. Yeah. Damn straight I did. Mm-hmm. I knew some people. You know, I still had some contacts. Some people with a big wrecking ball. And some people at the Friars Club who could, like, do a vote. Okay, all those who could favor say aye, put their hands up, and then they voted and shut the damn thing down. Mm -hmm. Good riddance. Mm -hmm. Good riddance. Mm -hmm.
1: Dave, you're talking about how the business has changed. How has it, for people now who think that podcasts have been around forever uh, and just watch everything on their computers,
2: how has the business changed well, in the old days,, mm-hmm. guys like Joel Silver, who produced lethal weapon and a ton of movies yes, mm-hmm. very good friend of mine. Joel could do a show, and he has a Frank Lloyd Wright house here, and he has a Frank Lloyd Wright house in North Carolina.
0: Frank he, Lloyd Wright's a famous architect. yes, and just the funniest guy in so person funny. I've ever met.
1: Yes.
2: He kills you got to kill it. Crush it. What a funny house. Deadpan. He's the master of deadpan.
0: Oh, yeah. Well, the way he puts water on his house or whatever, you're just like, okay, uh, friggin', what are you, Cabonco's Nuts or something? But it's like, that's, you know, that's just Frank.
2: (laughs) Yeah. The Cabonco's Nuts thing. Yeah. So anyway, Joel is doing Lethal Weapon and he goes, I got to fix up this Frank Lloyd Whitehouse because it cost me a million dollars to do this. So, hey, wait a minute. I get the art department. From my movie to do it. It's a budget that's so big, nobody's ever going to miss some money. Mm -hmm. So he has the art department spend over $2 million out of the budget of the movie fixing up his house. Warner Brothers finds out about it. You know what they do? They haul him into the offices and they say, don't do that again. Mm -hmm. What's your next movie going to be, Joel? That's the old business
1: that I miss and love. Yes, it used to be that you could commit crimes.
2: You could do whatever you wanted to do if you mm-hmm. were hot. The town was yours. You could do whatever you want. Mm-hmm. There's no law.
1: Now they'd put you in jail or something. Stupid.
2: Yeah. Or, they, or uh, yeah, or they cuz tre- they're jealous. The police are jealous. They'll twitter about you mm-hmm. until you have to confess. And then where are you? You know, I, I don't know. In it's jail. Changed. It's not in good. jail. Yeah, then you're in jail. Yeah. Bob Hope had girlfriends. Bob Hope was not good looking, but Bob Hope had a lot of money. Mm-hmm. And Bob Hope's girlfriends were legendary. Mm-hmm. I know all Because they were that. so tall. Miss America. Mm-hmm. There, were, there was probably at least a dozen Miss Americas mm. that slept with Bob All Hope. sisters. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, um, what the hell is that? Seven Brothers and Seven Sisters? That you remember that old movie? Mm-hmm.
1: Seven, yes. seven Brothers and Seven Sisters, Yeah. Seven Brothers and Seven Sisters, yeah, the old movie. And they all yeah. married each other and they went to jail. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Bob Hope, I will say also, one of the funniest. uh Those guys back in the day. Yeah. Oh,
0: funny, yeah. He gave Gordy a run for his mm-hmm. money a
1: time or two mm-hmm. back in those old clubs. Him pretending to care about soldiers. Where he would do that thing where he would show up and be like, thank you for your service. We love you. And the whole time he's making fun of them. Yeah, so they have no idea. Do the
0: thing, you know, that we all like to do where we're making
2: fun of soldiers. Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And this guy, he made a killing. Yes. Fortune doing that, you Mm -hmm. know? So
0: much money. Mm -hmm. There's so much money in making fun of soldiers. And it's a real untapped market for a lot of people. And I feel like it's going away. I mean, that's another thing that's changing.
2: Well, the wars are going away. That's why. And we got to get some people in Washington to get some wars going mm-hmm. so we can start the mockery of soldiers There's again. There's nothing to make fun of right now. No, not really. Will you make fun of? The economy? Give me a break. It's I already I, a joke. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. You're there. I see that. Yeah,
0: thank you. God bless you. Obama. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yavol.
1: Yeah, well. Yavol, yeah, well, yes. Yavol, yeah. Well, Ach-tug. yeah. Ach-tug, baby. You guys listening to you talking you two to me? Anyway. <laughs> they, uh, don't know, they don't know what that is. <laughs> uh, Dave. Yeah. The SCTV days. Yeah. You, you ran with a lot of comedians back then. What's the inside scoop on who was least talented.
2: Mm. You want the real honest truth? Yes. You're looking at a baby. <laughs> I was the least talented of all of them. But that's got nothing to do with what makes things click in this business. No. Because mm-hmm. I knew that this business is about relationships, not about talent. And I made relationships with all these people. Mm-hmm. And then next thing you know, I'm one of them. Mm -hmm. Thank you very much. I'm cashing a check. I'm sitting at Sardi's. I'm doing the thing, you know. Fantastic.
1: And and Sardi's, you also had destroyed.
2: Yeah. I had a picture of me, you know, Mm -hmm. Hirschfeld Hirschfeld art. Yeah. Nice, crude looking. Didn't do me justice. Sketch my face up on the wall. Mm -hmm. And uh, when my picture went down, Mm -hmm. what do you think I'm going to do? Take that line down? Then the restaurant I knew people who could shut that thing down. Mm Mm-hmm. And wasn't the same people as the Friars Club either. It's, I got more than one uh, arrow in my quiver, so to speak, mm-hmm. if I can use that metaphor.
1: It always seemed you like use it here, yeah. you benefited on SETV because you were alphabetically last yeah, in your, your last name. Uh, so the credits would always build so that you were like the big show.
2: And you know what clinched it? Mm. I, they said, we got to get an announcer for the show. I said, I'll do it for nothing. Wow, that way I can push my own name, see? yeah,
0: really blow it out. What a great tip at home if you're thinking of coming to Hollywood, maybe change your name so that it has a Z in it or something like that yeah. at the beginning, even yeah. at the yeah, put it the at the top because that's why you know, we all know who Hans Zimmer is, but mm-hmm. nobody's ever heard of uh, Hans Abrams mm-hmm. because or he Alan gets it, Abel, yeah, yeah Alan mm-hmm. Abel mm-hmm. or or hey, Alan Arkin. Or even Alan Arkin or even Alan Alda. You know,
2: none of those guys are. Go to the seas. Jim Cromwell. Nobody knows him. Nobody knows Cromwell. We had him on the show. You did? Mm -hmm. What, right after Babe, the pig movie? Yep, shortly after Babe, and he Uh was very tired from it. He finished Babe. He was exhausted. He's a giant. You know, he had his uh, tibias lengthened. You have to do that. You have to. If you want to get noticed, he's played Mm -hmm. the president several times, and nobody likes a short, stubby president.
0: No, you can't, and that's the everyone hates that only reason Danny DeVito's not allowed to play president, and he's the most qualified acting wise,
2: mm-hmm. more but, qualified than Martin Sheen. Come on, mm-hmm. let's be honest.
0: But Martin's got those big long tibias. My God, you could make he a also meal had out the gams of Gams on he had the his,
2: getaway sticks on Martin Sheen, Jeez. and he and his desk aye, raised aye.
1: Up. <laughs>
0: yes, desk race. That's right.
2: You, you. There are some shots where they screwed up, and the camera will go wide, and you'll see these like four or five foot long legs on the desk. <laughs> Makes no goddamn sense. That's not the desk in the Oval Office, but it's the desk that Sheen sat behind because he needed a tall desk for those lengthened mm-hmm. tibias of his. You know, I think I he did. got his femurs done too. That's gluttony. Ooh, yes.
0: uh, we don't want to get sued here. <laughs> Hang on. Guys, at a
2: certain point, you got to do a show that is a celebration of you. Mm -hmm. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Yes. I think you've done enough for the community of Hollywood Mm. that maybe it's time to take a little dip in like you and get some comeback. You know what I'm saying?
0: Too generous. Yeah. We get that a lot. I appreciate that. People ask why we have guests. They go,
1: aren't you guys the guests? And we are. And and I will say it is a selfish thing on my part because helping people makes me feel good. You mm-hmm. know, it's a high. It's like a drug. So, it is a celebration of us because and helping dogs. Yes, and and adopting strange dogs.
2: But they're not going to find you in a hotel room, you know, with your underwear around your ankles and a, you know a needle in your arm. When you're helping people and helping dogs. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You're not going to yeah. become Hollywood tragedies. You're going to become, and I think you already are, Hollywood heroes. And yes, yeah, and correct. I don't shoot in my arm. No. I respect that. In between
0: my toes or I, put, or I stick it up my ass. There's nothing wrong with that. There really isn't, and people will try to tell you that there is, but Scoop Troop, get out your pens. There's nothing wrong with it.
2: When I started, they used to call the ass shoots the highway to heaven. Those were the days, man. Those were the days. I do miss that. Yeah. Yeah, I do too. Pretty fantastic. Uh, Sunset Marquis Hotel. You guys ever hang there in the old days?
0: Oh, uh, yes. gosh. When You're bringing Bullos me The
2: Brothers back. were uh, rehearsing before their big show at the Amphitheater. Oh,
1: elevator. baby. Yes. Yeah. Crazy food. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
2: Just where Sunset divides there. What is it? Sunset Alta Loma or whatever that street is. Mm-hmm. Goes down to Altaloma. Santa Monica.
1: Holloway. Yeah.
2: Yeah, Holloway. Mm-hmm. And then there's the Sunset Marquee. This hotel, it's it's nowhere. It's it's out of the That's where it was going on, man. It was Mm -hmm. really happening there Mm -hmm. big time for a while. Yeah. The food and the- Very comfortable beds. The Marmont. Sure. It was happening there for Mm -hmm. a long time, too. Speak on that.
1: Yeah, speak on that.
2: Well, they pulled more than one body out of that hotel, let me tell you.
1: If you didn't die there, you were bullshit. You, yeah. know, you were just nobody if you weren't dying at the Chateau Marmont.
2: Yeah. Now, I've gone there and done stand-up at lunch so that I could die metaphorically
1: mm-hmm.
2: because mm-hmm. I didn't have the balls to die That's at very brave. Back then.
1: Very brave. I should have died. That lunch crowd is tough over yeah. there.
0: I remember being on a plane once that was starting to crash, and I asked the pilot to steer it towards the Chateau Marmont mm-hmm. because I said, I'm just going to be so embarrassed if I die in this crash and it's not at the Chateau because I'm too big a deal. Now, I wound up being able to stop the plane crash, natch, but it's an important lesson of how we value our legacy
2: you know what else is an important lesson here? The understated heroism of saving 293 lives, which you just oh, brushed over. Oh, I don't care about so it that. didn't matter.
0: I don't care about – you wouldn't – none of those people, you You're, wouldn't know he, who they were. He gets were,
2: very was, embarrassed when you,
1: when you talk please, about it. But it, it is the, a big deal. It is. It, it was nice of you. That's what
0: I mean, guys. The polyphonic spree was on the plane with me.
2: <laughs> I feel today the, three's a crowd. You know what I mean? I feel yes. like I'm joining you, but I feel like – Honestly, you don't need me. Oh, Dave no. Dave Dave, Dave stop no, it. sit down, Dave. Dave will don't you leave, stop Dave. Dave, Dave, get Dave get come back, back in here. Your chair. Dave, Dave, get come walk back. all the way back Sam, in here. Sam, go get Dave. Dave, Sam, sit. get
0: Dave for us. I'm back. I'm coming. Hold on, hold on. Hold on, hold on. <sighs> Thank you. And Sam, don't be so rough with him. <sighs> now, Dave, we have a segment that we like to do on this show.
1: Okay. Yes.
0: It is not <sighs> easy to articulate uh what the segment is
1: the segment is called it's a it's where people ask questions of our guests our listeners will submit questions if someone wants guests. to know something they ask a question yes that's uh, just how it is okay it's called the popcorn gallery mm-hmm. and people say why why is it called that we've tried many times to explain to
2: people why it would be called the popcorn gallery unsuccessfully but
1: maybe you can explain for them
2: Well, what is the part of showbiz that is trivial? Mm -hmm. You go to a movie. Mm -hmm. You see the movie. You get a box of popcorn. You get a bag of popcorn. Yes. You don't Mm -hmm. need the popcorn, but it's part of the experience. Yeah. Maybe that's the metaphor, that the audience is part of the experience, but do we need them?
1: That's it. Finally, (laughs) somebody got it.
2: It's taken quite a while. (laughs) It's
1: taken... 32 episodes, finally someone figured out why it's called The Popcorn Gallery.
2: It's so simple. Yeah. We could have just said that all along. That's how you have a long career. So we, we've we got two choices here. Yeah. We can be true to our conscience and our I, – I, I feel like an idiot lecturing you guys on this most self-effacing Hollywood heroes I've ever met on conscience, but – We could ignore the popcorn and just go, fuck the popcorn. We're not doing popcorn. Mm -hmm. Because popcorn's not essential. Or we
1: could do, let's do both and we'll do the segment, but just talk about how it's. How unimportant it is. Yes. Fine. Let's reach into the popcorn bag and we'll take out the first question. (laughs) Oh, a big piece of popcorn. This question is from Rigel. Dave, the you are—
2: planet Rigel? Mm-hmm. Cool. Mm-hmm, yeah.
1: Dave, you are a renowned Hollywood Lothario, second only to Warden Beatty and your woman-slaying exploits. Walk us through your fateful decision, reportedly made back on the set of Grace Under Fire, to never, ever wear a condom.
2: Well, I was working with a um, co-star on that show who's from Alabama. And she's the one who won me over to the no condom philosophy. Mm. She said, if there's no danger, it ain't sex. You know what I'm saying, sweetie? Mm-hmm. And yeah. I thought, that's a very good impression. God <laughs> damn it. I'm getting rid of this rubber and I'm going to ride. And that's what I did. And you also started keeping a loaded gun on the bedside table, huh? Actually, in the drawer, yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm not a show off, no. it's there. But it's not ostentatious. It's not there for all to see. It's just there, mm-hmm. and you know about it. I yeah. know
1: about and it. That's enough. And that's but I'll enough tell you keep what. Keep it. Yeah.
2: I'll tell you what. I wouldn't keep in that drawer. It's a pack of condoms. That's
1: right. Disgusting. That right. Unless you my... were going to shoot them with the gun.
2: Okay, that's a good idea. That never occurred to me. That's kind of the Elvis sex thing. I love that. Mm-hmm. You shoot the TV. You stick a bunch of condoms in the TV, and you shoot it. Well, that's why practice. we
1: do this. It's yeah. you we, know, you
0: know, a collaboration. A, yes, it, three brains are better than one. You know, mm-hmm. but as my co-star
2: said, when I told her there's no condoms in my drawers, that that makes you that makes you a real man. That's what she said to me.
1: <laughs>
2: and she, she's I mean, on I, anger management now. Yeah.
1: Yes, one of the funniest. Yeah, I'm so glad that that things are working out, and that, that
0: I'm. She's, w- yes, I'm doing concerned all this stuff. There aren't enough
2: episodes see, of the show, but at the same time, see there you go. You guys are—you just got so much love in you for the rest of the business. I just—I don't know why they don't have a parade.
0: Well, in we your honor, we wouldn't want. We that. don't like it's such a big cleanup. But there's so much jealousy in this business, and mm-hmm. just snarky oh. backbiting, and mm-hmm. we would try be to be—we try
1: to be an antidote to that. Yeah. Here's another question. Shoot. <laughs>
0: What's this in the popcorn bag? Some sort of meteorite. Oh, well, I'll eat it anyway.
1: Ow. Okay, I thought it was done. (laughs) This one's from Washington Monugent. Dave Thomas, you were in the animated films Brother Bear and Brother Bear 2. Was it scary working with the bears?
2: Horrifying. One of the things they don't tell you when you're doing animation is the danger that's involved in the job and Mm -hmm. I gotta admit I was cavalier I didn't expect it but you know I think Moranis and I probably escaped by the skin of our teeth on at least three occasions where we could have been mauled to death and eaten left headless in some animated frame some panel of a winter wonderland and there we are just bleeding stumps mm-hmm. I, we got out of it but uh, don't ever lowball animation it's dangerous as hell mm-hmm. <laughs> I did another one that was dangerous too where I played a villain in uh, in a Superman Warner Brothers thing the Legion of Justice that's what it was mm-hmm. uh, it's fucking dangerous stuff I nearly got killed in that one too. Superman everyone's,
1: tried to punch your head everyone's off. Everyone's punching. Yeah. Yeah. yeah,
2: yeah, and 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 you were playing yourself in that? No, I was playing a character. Thank God, because oh, that's yes. part of what saved me. Okay, I had a big, like, two-dimensional, flat head, but I could have—I could have been killed.
0: That's pretty scary stuff. And I think I'd like to move away from this Good question scoop. because I am getting Fantastic. too scared. Yeah.
2: You're thinking about your viewers again.
0: I I wish I could say it was that generous, but I am getting a little too scared, and I do need a bit of a break. Let's reach back into the bag. Hmm, my hands in the soda. I guess this is the ice cube's making this
1: noise. Well, I'll pull it out and dry it off then. Here's a question from Octor Octopus. Dave, you recently had a guest appearance on the Fox series Bones. Was it scary being surrounded by so many skeletons on the set? Were you tempted to rearrange them into a xylophone so maybe a pirate ghost could play it?
2: Now, that's a trick question because you called them skeletons, mm-hmm. and that lets me know that you know more than you're pretending. Yes. Because a skeleton is infinitely more And he's pointing at scary.
1: me, Dr. Octopus, but he's talking to you because yeah. you submitted the question.
2: It's infinitely more scary than a skeleton. Yes. Okay? And thank you for pointing that out mm-hmm. because a lot of people think, oh, they go to a graveyard and they, they get some bodies that have decomposed and they put them on the set. They don't do that. They uh. make these skeletons. And they're scary as hell, and they have the ability to kill you. So thank you for pointing that out and reminding all of us of how dangerous the work is and how, honestly, let me be completely candid, we deserve a little danger pay. There's a little bonus or a little kick that Fox, Mr. Murdoch, and in his infinite wisdom of building an empire for his children, mm-hmm. I guess he just didn't think that maybe he's risking people's lives. Mm-hmm. Some of the most shows you
1: could work a on. A per diem, because you could die.
2: Yeah, per mm-hmm. diem, yeah, speak, for the dead. Speak,
1: speak on that.
2: Well, there's per diem, which you used to get in the old days when you went <laughs> yes. and did a did a show. Mm-hmm. Then there's the per diems, which you get if you're willing to give your life for the show. Mm-hmm. I don't take per diems. No. Because I'm not a sucker. Oh no, oh, but no. it's
0: a nice chunk of cha- not chunk of change.
2: It's a nice chunk. Of it's a nice little piece of change. business. It's a nice chunk of chang. You know what I mean? <laughs> it is. It's Chinese <laughs> currency, or possibly Bitcoin. It depends, really. They pay you in whatever they whatever they got that day. But yeah, per dimes, don't don't mess around with them. They'll kill you. But it's tempting, right? Because it is a nice chunk of chang. It's a nice chunk of change. Yeah, there's no question. And and, and, and
0: early early in my career, I might have taken a per diem or two, mm-hmm. just you know, but, just because I just fucking love money so much.
2: Was that in your early TV days? the Shanghai check TV stuff that you did <laughs> in Formosa? That stuff was fantastic, man. Most people don't know about that. because <sighs> they, uh, it's, they it's don't stupid. pay attention to international TV. It was stupid. Uh, uh, no, no, you made a dictator look great. Who can do that? It was important to me that he be likable.
0: You know, I mean, there's so many TV characters who are just foul villains. And I just thought, shouldn't we like this guy? And how do you make him likable? He was a klutz. You give him, yes, you make him a klutz. You give him some heart. Mm -hmm. Okay, you have somebody else say how much he's likable. Well, you were- These are the
2: tricks. You were a sidekick there. But let me tell you something. For my money, you were the star.
0: Thank you, yeah. And for the money that I got paid as well, I was getting paid more than the star. So I was not really a sidekick in that way. Okay. So I'm not really, you know, not really a sidekick. Just in turn, that's not how the show thought of me because obviously I'm getting the most money there.
2: See, I didn't know that. Now you're you're, you're getting into the behind-the-scenes stuff, mm-hmm. the transparency that people love. T- speak on that.
0: Well, uh, the money that I made was more than uh, the other uh, uh,
2: performers on the show. Mm -hmm. Okay, and that's very similar to what you said a moment ago. If we could kind of push the veil aside and get behind that to what? Well, Well, when my uh, team negotiated my deal, uh, they uh, uh,
0: made sure that the uh, amount of dollars I was getting would be uh, higher than the other... uh,
2: performers uh, deals. And this would have been your super team. The W M E F O William Morris Formosa agents. Those guys are deadly. They're short, but they're they're legion. they mm-hmm. They're vipers. Yeah. They'll teach they you up, on a uh, spit. Of before vipers. you know it,
1: you'll be rotating on a spit. What Big a, apple in your mouth.
2: What a great start for your career. What a what a building block and you've built on that block I got to tell you. Shankai Chek gone. Mansion. You're still here. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, and I outlasted shanghai Chek
1: and uh and my legacy outlasts his as well. Good job. Gracias amigo. Dave is there anything you'd like to plug any upcoming
2: uh, shows or I albums? I was at a party with um uh Cheech, and um, you know him from the Up yes. and Smoke movie? Oh, yes. Oh, yes.
1: yes. Big time, yeah. Chong's I know. T-
2: I know Tommy. I did that 70s show with Tommy. I'm very familiar with him. But Cheech, I hadn't really met. And I was standing beside him, and it was one of those awkward moments where we're, we're like the party's going on, and we got nothing to say to each other. And I turned to him, and I said to him, this, uh, this Zorro, what kind of man is he? And he looks at me and laughs. And I said, do you not think he resembles Diego de la Vega? I personally think he, without the mask, he would be the same man. And he does so much for the poor. This started a conversation. And we want to do a comedy, Zorro. Nobody's touched that one yet. Mm-hmm. And I think there's plenty of action mm-hmm. and plenty of fun to be had south of the border. But me and Cheech. And the adventures of Zorro. We're not going to play Zorro. Somebody's got to be Bernardo, his blind or deaf assistant. And somebody's got to be Sergeant Garcia. I think I can do Garcia. I think he can do um, Bernardo. And then we need like a a, a, a young, cool – oh, my God. <laughs> Either of you guys could be this character. Oh, damn. Whoa, whoa, whoa.
0: Okay, so your plug is for <laughs> – You and Cheech's comedy Zorro, yeah,
1: starring me and Hayes as Zorro. I wonder if there's a way to do it so we combine with the computers and stuff they're doing now. We use your hair Mm. and my kind of like torso. You could, or you could. Is there a way to do
2: that? Or you could do a little thing I like to call Zorro 2.0. Both of you play Zorro. Mm -hmm. Two guys on one horse. Am I? Am I talking a recipe for comedy? I think we're ready for that. Yes. Yes. I think it would look great in the black. I really do. Wow. Well,
0: we'll have our
2: teams call
0: you. Dave, thanks so much for coming in today. And uh, um, please, everyone at home who's listened, uh, enjoy the show. Like it on Facebook. Rate it on iTunes. Write a nice little review. Mm. Get on the forums. Talk to us. Put yourself in the popcorn gallery.
1: Mm. And uh, – Buy the pro version. Uh, Hayes, do you know who bought the pro version? Rigel bought it, and he got a question in and he bought the pro version. Okay. But what's his prize? Uh, his
0: prize is that um, Dave Thomas is going to uh, give you one of the lines from uh, one of Zorro's friends that will appear in the pilot. He's going to deliver it to you, Rigel. So
1: You're, this is a secret scoop this just is, for Rigel. This is a
0: scene. Rigel's just walked into the party, you're one of Zorro's friends, and you sort of turn to Rigel, and you say,
2: I don't know who you are. I need, need to see some identification. <laughs> okay. That's, that's a real line. That's a real line. And I am I feel bad for sharing it, but I think Rigel earned it. He did. He did. Bye. Bye. <laughs>